Hello and welcome to my new show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I am searching for people with integrity. Today we have as our guest, guest Royce Morales, a renowned spiritual teacher and transformational inner journey guide. She has been teaching breakthrough self-discovery to thousands of people for decades in her perfect life awakening courses. Are you there, Royce? I sure am. Thank you so much for having me. What a great title of a show. Perfect. Good. Let's let's hope we, we can spread some integrity. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I see. Let me begin with uh, my notes. I see in your information that you are the author of three books. I am. Uh, tell us about your books, please. Well, the three books, they're all very different. The first one is called Want, True, Love Past, True Loves, Past Lives, and Other Complications. And it's kind of a fictionalized story about my own personal journey. I fictionalized it to protect the innocent. Uh, but it's about my personal journey of discovering someone who I really believed was my soulmate. And I was very happily married at the time. And it talks about past lives and how the spirit kind of interconnects from lifetime to lifetime and various lessons that we're supposed to learn. It delves really deeply into understanding past lives and how to get in touch with them and what soulmate relationships really are about, which is not usually what people think. It's not walking arm in arm off into the sunset, some, some you know, in that romantic version. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one is called No, K-N-O-W, A Spiritual Wake-Up Call. And that one goes into a pretty deep dive about what I teach um, from the very basic information into some pretty complex metaphysical spiritual information. Um, and it's kind of like an inner journey book that you can do on your own. There's exercises and mindfulness awareness practices that you can do, but it really talks about how the mind gets programmed and what happens when we do get some negative programs in there and how to resolve them. And then the third book is my most recent book, and it's called Back, Rebirth After Stroke. And it's, again, a personal journey that I've went through and I'm still going through with my husband who had a pretty disabling, very um, traumatic stroke. (laughs) And it talks about spiritual lessons that I received from that. I started posting little stories about what I was going through shortly after he had his stroke, right from the hospital. I would be sitting there posting things on Facebook and Mm -hmm. telling people about this journey and always having little spiritual lessons behind each of the events that I was going through. And at the end of the six weeks of being in the hospital, several people said, oh my gosh, you should turn this into a book. And so I did. And it's really about what what do you do when you're going through any kind of a crisis? It doesn't have to be a health crisis. It can be anything. Um, Because I learned so much from that really deep experience of testing my own teachings, shall we say, <laughs> to see how sure. they would work under under huge trauma like that. So those are my three books. Well, they sound uh, uh, very, uh, trans- I'll call them transformational. Yes, um, they really are. That's the intent, definitely. Now I have a bit of a technical question. Is there a difference between 
soulmates and a divine agreement. Divine agreement. What do you mean by that? And then I'll answer your question. In a, 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 a dual reincarnation, uh-huh. it was described to me not as a soul mate contract. It was a divine agreement. And I thought you might be able to, to shed some, some information on that. Um, it sounds kind of like it's the same thing because the soul really is divine and there are agreements that we make on a soul level um, with some input from some wiser spiritual beings, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but that's my understanding of soulmates is that um, it's kind of like there's a large, it's so hard to explain on a you know human level, but there, this is what I've gotten in touch with and what I've remembered in my own inner work that there is a large soul, so to speak, and it divides up into two aspects uh, to make it more compatible with Earth life. Um, they're not necessarily opposite in the, in you know a negative way, but they're just kind of two sides of the same coin, the yin and the yang. And they come here, and one of their kind of strong pullings is to discover the other half. Um, and a lot of times when they discover that other half, it's kind of like the biggest challenge of their life it, it, because this other half is showing them their denied aspects and they're, they're, um, you know, they're showing, they're shining the light on whatever it is that, that they're not seeing about themselves. And so it's a very challenging relationship in terms of soul growth. And it is agreed to on a deep higher consciousness level so that we can really become whole. So that's you know my long-winded explanation of soulmates. So, well, that's that's very helpful. I okay. I did see some uh, something that I thought was interesting, and that is the uh, uh, heart wired. Uh huh. Can you yes. elaborate a little bit on that for me, please? Sure. I came up with that term everybody's so into computers nowadays and you know everything is hardwired and, and all of that so I changed it into heartwired because I thought what we're really trying to do is to heartwire ourselves or to come from love all the time which is the biggest challenge <laughs> being a human being and having fears and having negative programming and judgments and all of that stuff so what I do with my students is assist them in getting back in touch with the core of who we really are which is loving beings and that is what we're striving for to reach that point where everything we perceive can be looked at through love and like i said it is a challenge it's our biggest challenge i i noticed that you're way ahead of the uh, virtual education and you've got e-courses that uh, i i understand that you have uh uh, authored is that a good word for it yeah that is true I, I for decades i was only doing small groups in person what a strange concept that is now but <laughs> we would meet and we would you know actually be in the same room together and um like i said i did that for decades and then as i saw that technology was really the way to go and especially now with the um you know, being quarantined, I figured, okay, let me just reach reach out and reach more people with an e-course. And I find that 
um, if you do it, if you actually, you know, participate in the exercises that I recommend, it can be just as powerful as meeting live. You know, virtual is is pretty darn good nowadays. And I'm also doing some um, conference classes so that you can actually be with other humans, just not in the same room. And I mm-hmm. and I think that that's extremely powerful because you know, we, we kind of want to connect with those other people and bodies, and it's important that right. we do so. Yeah. Right. Well, you're exactly right about that. Yeah. Um, elaborate some, if you would, on spiritual clearing technique. Okay. That is a technique that I've been doing, again, for decades. It was something that was um, intuitively given to me. I was participating in a lot of different spiritual courses and personal development classes and all of that stuff back in the 70s. And I would leave those courses and I'd feel good for a day or two. But I found that pretty soon after participating, you know, the high would go away and I'd be back to my normal self and I'd be, you know, flipping people off on the freeway and all that stuff, you know. And yeah, and I found that when I started teaching, um, people would ask me, they'd, they'd have the same things that would happen to them. They'd, you know, they'd listen to the information and they'd go home and they couldn't apply it or they couldn't live it. And so intuitively, one evening in class, somebody asked me about that. And I said, well, that's because you haven't gotten to the source of the issue. And it just kind of came out of my mouth. And I had no idea what I was talking about. And she said, well, how do you do that? And I said, "Um, okay, well, here's how you do that. And I literally intuitively received the information as to how to clear things from our past so that we can um, really be in touch with who we are spiritually and live from that place. Um, I call it spiritual cognition integration, which is kind of a a big word phrase, but it basically means just... um, cogniting or or, um, understanding and integrating what it is that your spirit is trying to tell you and and who you really are so that you can live from that place of integrity, which goes back to the title of your show. So that's pretty much how it works. And it's a meditative state that I have people in and I ask various questions and I help people to get back to the roots or the source or the core of where certain negative decisions were that were made about themselves that have programmed them from that point on. And it can be in this life, it can be past lives, it can be all kinds of places. But we live from that negative programming and then we wonder why nothing works. You know, we wonder why we're walking around upset all the time or depressed or angry or judgmental or starting right. wars, you know. So right. that's, you know, that's what that is. Very powerful. Does, does the... Um... Spiritual cognition integration, is that helpful or or can that be involved with people with PTSD? Absolutely. And that's interesting that you asked me that because I'm involved right now um, helping helping one of my students set up a, a, a healing center that's specifically focused on that, especially in terms of people that have been in the military and other trying professions like that. Um, But I find, I hate to say this, but everybody has PTSD. It's just various degrees. You know, we're all walking around being triggered all the time. Um, And we've just learned ways to cover it up or 
pretend that we're okay, which, you know, kind of goes back to the authenticity question. But, um, yeah, it, everybody is triggered all the time because of those, those uh, negative programs that were <laughs> bought into by us so that we could survive, literally. So, right. yeah, PTSD, of all of us. Yep. Well, um, I think that this question is directed to the importance of knowing past lives. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate some on that? Is that just a, a helpful uh, technique in order to deal with the present, the current? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think that understanding and getting in touch with our past lives is probably one of the most important aspects of our spiritual journey because we aren't just this body and just this lifetime we're so much more than that and in our society we're not really taught to value that or even believe that um you know <laughs> we are part of the world that doesn't believe in past lives <clears throat> excuse me but most of the rest of the world does you know two-thirds of the yes. world ascribes to that so right. I find that getting in touch with past lives allows us to discover who we really are. It allows us to discover our purpose for being here or to validate our purpose. I know when, when I started to teach, I, I was riddled with doubt that, you know, who am I? What? what? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Why is this information coming to me? And when I started getting in touch with my past lives, it all made perfect sense because I've been doing this for you know, decades, lifetimes, right. centuries. And it was just the awakening process that I had to go through in this life that led me down the path of what I was supposed to be doing based on my past life. So it, it allowed me to have more confidence and more trust in it. And of course, it opened up floodgates of more information to come. So I don't think there's anything that's more important in a, in a spiritual journey than getting in touch with that. Oh, I agree. Very much so. Yeah. Um, are you, in, in, as a result of that, are you considered then to be a psychic medium? No. <laughs> I actually, it was one of the original uh, paths that I took on my own uh, personal development, spiritual growth path. I was very involved in an organization that was teaching people how to become channelers. And I, you know, kind of rose very quickly in the ranks there and you know was channeling some pretty information pretty interesting information for people but i found that what's more important is allowing people to get in touch with it themselves um because i would you know i would tell people oh yeah your uncle joe is here and he's telling you to you know put air in your tires or whatever it is that your uncle joe wants you to know and they'd all be you know amazed with that but it was kind of like so what, <laughs> you know, or I would tell people information about their past lives and they it would be like hearing a story as opposed to getting in touch with it themselves and really having a, a, a visceral response to it so that they can resolve it and it can be become real. It's like remembering something versus seeing a movie about it, you know, so that, yeah, I, I, I don't take on that title, although I certainly have done that in the past. Mm -hmm. One of the things that also um, grabbed me in looking through the information is the simple statement of forgive yourself. Uh-huh. Yes. 
Yeah. One of the things that I do a lot with my students is have them get in touch with times that they did things that they haven't forgiven themselves for because that's the deeper level of programming that is running our lives. Um, so if I, do, if I did something that I believe caused pain or loss, what happens in our, in our kind of lower consciousness state is that we tend to block that and we don't remember that we did that because it's much easier to just feel like a victim of things happening to us. Um, so when I have people get in touch with those particular types of memories and be able to forgive themselves, to forgive mm-hmm. the fact that they chose fear over love, you know, they, they didn't listen to their higher consciousness and they made a choice that was fear-based. And to be able to forgive themselves for that, so much karma, so much baggage and so much um, sabotage and the need to punish ourselves and the need to attract things to punish us, that that in itself is, is completely life transfor- transformative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not the easiest thing in the world, you know, especially no. when you get in touch with past lives where you see, oh, God, I did that horrible thing in that lifetime. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can I ever forgive myself for that? But when you, when you see it as, yeah, I made a choice from fear, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of loses the, the oomph, so to speak, so that you can forgive that, you know, that part of you that just functions from fear and does things because that's what you believe you need to do all the time. So, yeah. It's a big one. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's my acronym for fear. Yeah. That's a good one. It is. Very good. Yeah, there, there, there's a few others, but they're a little bit X-rated, so we'll stick to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little yeah. bit about the authenticity, if you would. Authenticity. Well, when I, I heard that your show was on... Um, integrating what's the title of your show <laughs> I just searching for like, yeah. integrity integrity that's the word it just immediately came to me um that you know we can't really do that we can't come from integrity unless we really are coming from authenticity so if we are real if we're being who we really are which of course most of us aren't because we're caught up in fear and we're caught up in old programming you know once we start coming from an authentic place we start to live from integrity it just kind of goes hand in hand um and so you know i see i look at authenticity as just being real being truthful um acknowledging your fears and your emotions and you know, whatever it is that's going on in you from a responsible place. So, um, you know, in our world, we're not really taught to do that. We're taught to cover everything up and pretend that we're okay and stop crying if we're sad and, you know, don't come from truth or honesty. And I think that that's one of the big issues going on in our planet right now. And I, and I love seeing all the people out there going, hey, we want the truth. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're standing up and wanting the truth to be told. And I think that's going to be a tremendous healing because I know it's a personal tremendous healing when we get in touch with our own truth. So if you can imagine that on a, a social or global level, it's pretty, pretty empowering. I and I think that, yeah, I think that, you know, we want authentic relationships. I think that 
humans are desperate for it. And it's kind of sad to think that we're maybe moving away from that with all the technology. You know, it's kind of hard to have a deep, <laughs> meaningful relationship when you're texting, you know. But um, I maybe we have to kind of rise above that and get past it. But I think that that's something that that humans really crave on a, a cellular or soul level. And um, yeah, that's what I talk a lot about in my classes, getting past what I refer to as our acts, mm-hmm. you know, and where those acts come from and why we buy into them. And, you know, again, it goes back to fear. If I'm afraid, how how best can I deal with my fear? Well, I'll act like I'm not afraid or I'll act like the tough guy or I'll act like, mm-hmm. you know, the martyr, whatever it is. I have, you know, lists of acts that I talk to people mm-hmm. about because it's it's so all-inclusive in us. But yeah, once we start coming from a real place, those acts go away and then we can really connect with people on a much deeper level, which, as I said, I think we really do want. Mm-hmm. Royce, tell us how people can find you. Well, I can be found on my website, www.roycemorales.com. That's Royce with an R. And all my contact information is right there. And you know, you can uh, click on there and get a little sample of my e-course or sign up for the, the next online in-person course that I'm going to be doing. So that's the best way. Well, I uh, want to thank you very much for visiting with us today and thank you listeners for tuning in happy trails to all